Hi everyone, this is Joshua Hoffman and welcome to another episode of the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast, where we deconstruct the why and how agency owners found their success and discuss a few things they learned along the way. Today I have AJ Sonic, the CEO and founder of 118 Media, a marketing firm that offers comprehensive digital marketing solutions for their clients. Welcome, AJ. Hey, thanks for having me, Josh. I appreciate it. You know, right before we jumped on, I said there was a few things I was supposed to go, and I did not ask if I said your last name right, which I was you, supposed. You to did do. get it right. You know, it's so funny. Uh, so many people say that. Uh, I, I, my favorite is when I go to give my name somewhere, and they try to spell it like the Hedgehog S O N I C, and I'm like, nope, just give it your best shot. Try, you know, try again. <laughs> but I'm sure that you reference. I'm sure in your life you've referenced that. Be like, it's Sonic like the Hedgehog. Tell me, a hundred percent, all the time. Exactly. Um, so I do want to start with a story that you told me prior to this call, um, which is that you're, one of your professors actually, I guess, told you that you were an idiot for something. Um, so can you give us a little more context? Yeah, more or less. So I had uh, started a business, um, this business in college, actually. And uh, it was under a different name at the time. We were doing a, a little something a little bit different. So it was junior year. Uh, I was loving what I was doing. I was a TV major at the time. I was very into TV and radio, obviously. And so um, I had some really great opportunities with uh, some clients. Now, we were growing. We had about six clients. And that's a lot, I think, for a full-time college student to, to do. As, as uh, you know, you're preparing to go into your senior year, they had a very rigorous uh, TV production program. So I had approached a professor and said, hey, listen, I, I started this business you know, six months ago, a year ago, whatever it was. It's doing really well. I have a really great opportunity to make a lot of money. What can we do as we prepare? I was trying to be proactive. If we go into senior year, your program is really intense. It is nonstop, right? And rightfully so to prepare you for the real world. I think this school has a top-notch uh, television and radio program, by the way. And I said, what can we do? I mean, if, it, if I have to pay more money and it's gonna, I got to split courses up over two years, you know, what, what can we do? And he more or less said, you know, uh, you know, you're stupid for doing this. You have your whole life to make money. Don't don't waste your time. You're going to fail. I was kind of like, okay, well, I did it. I'm now coming to you for help. Don't don't you want to make more money here? Like we could spread these courses over two years. Like you know, like so. We kind of fast forwarded a bit, and then I got approached by uh, someone in the radio uh, department, uh, the general manager of the station. And he said, you're so talented. What can we do to keep you here? I said, well, honestly, I, I need you to talk to someone in the TV program and get these courses spread out over two years. There's no shot I'm going to be able to do these all in one year and run a business and be successful at both. And he tried his hardest. And long story short, they, they wouldn't budge. And you know what? In a way, good for them. They stuck to, hey, this is our program and here's how we do it. And good for them because I actually left and really pursued my business. And now we're here having this conversation today. Well said. I don't know if it is. I don't know if I would put it in the bucket of uh, good for them. Like to me, and the note I wrote is like, you know, it, it's like, oh, uh, we're Mr. College or Mrs. College, uh, and we're prepping you for the real world. But it's like, no, 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 you're doing it too well. Uh, you need to slow down. You need to get this little piece of paper. Um, yeah. You're supposed to. When you're working with kids, whether it's elementary school, middle school, high school, college, you're working with young kids or young adults, you're supposed to motivate them. And 
<laughs> I'm not trying to boost my ego here, but when you have someone this motivated sure. and successful at such a young age, help them. They're yeah. coming to you, the professor, for guidance and help. They want to stay here. It's not that, hey, I want to drop out. And I didn't drop out, by the way. I, I left that school and I did go somewhere else. It took me longer. I did get that, uh, that piece of paper. But <laughs> I help them, work with them. And I think that's where a lot of schools go wrong and a lot of professors and teachers go wrong is they go the, no, this is the way it needs to be route. This is how it's always been. This is, this is our way. And if you don't follow it, have a nice day. I, I'm here for guidance. I'm here for education. I'm here for life experiences. I'm here for you to help me grow in the real world. And by the way, yeah, I'm in the real world. It's a year early. Sorry about that, university. But help me. And they, and it's, it was really unfortunate. This was my second school. Um, I was, I was at another school for a year. I was coming home a lot. Um, I had another business. I was coming home a lot to work on that. Um, and I really liked this school a lot. And it was, it was a shame that they wouldn't work with me. So to that professor, I, I've thanked them publicly so many times and I'm going to thank him once again, if he sees this, thank you. <laughs> what um what was the school you let's give credit to the school that said yes to to you then uh doing it you know part-time or whatever you want to call it what school yeah. was that pace university uh they have an online only program which by the way is the most difficult thing i've ever <laughs> done in my entire life because um you know listen you can't teach certain things virtually it's i think very difficult to do uh, they put me in this one program. It was mandatory, this math class. And I am awful at math. It was called <laughs> Math for Everyday Life. In, hind in hindsight, I'm kind of understanding why they did it. But at the time, it was all logic and reasoning and shapes. And all and I'm like, this is what what the heck is this? And I was I was failing the class badly. And I finally kept saying to the professor, can I get a tutor? Can I get extra help? I practically begged for so much help that I think the guy just felt bad and curved all my stuff and passed it because I, but listen, they worked. I tried. They did get me a tutor, right? Pace did get me tutor. I, I tried, right? They were willing to work with me. And what I loved about that school is ironically enough, I never stepped foot on the campus once. They transferred as many credits as they possibly could for me. And what was incredible to me, like I said, is it was all online and you still get a normal degree. You know, sometimes there's some of those schools where uh, it's an online school and, you know, it says such and such as online school and, you know, maybe jobs or, you know, in the real world, they kind of look at that and say, okay, well, you didn't really go to college. This was Pace University in New York City. Like this was not some rinky dinky online institution that's accredited by the state or something. This was a regular university that is, uh, you know, giving regular degrees. And like I said, Josh, it was hard work. It was, a, it, it was, you really have to be cut out for it. I mean, their tests were amazing. When you had to take a test, you had to do this. A proctor had to video chat with you. You had to show them the entire room around you, your lap, make sure you weren't cheating with notes. Uh, they had to take control of your computer screen. Wow. They went all out. It was very intense. And I have to say, I was very impressed. And I'm, in, I'm a techie. I yeah. was very yeah. impressed. 
So something really quick I want to highlight, um, because, you know, maybe you said that you weren't good at math, but obviously you started a successful company. And, and the quote that came in my head, and, and I don't know if you all have a note on this, but um, I believe it was Albert Einstein. And he said, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a ladder, it's going to grow up thinking it's stupid. And I always thought that was really important because everyone has their their own skill sets um, that they were either born with or nature versus nurture. It doesn't matter. You, you have these skills. And obviously there's other skills in school where you're just not as sufficient. Um, so I don't know if you have any, you don't have to have any comments on that, but it made me think of one of my favorite quotes. Um, it's, yeah. a, it's a great quote. And I think, again, going back to the professor at that other university who wouldn't help grow, you're, you're trying to mold someone your way. Mm. And to your point of that quote, you need to kind of not almost judge a book by its cover, right? Mm-hmm. Let people be themselves and you help guide them. You help mentor them. You help grow them. I'll, I'll give you a great example. It's being a leader is what it is. Um, I have a, I have a side business uh, aside from 118 Media. It's, a, it's in the entertainment space. And we were setting up for a um, You're a DJ. Event. You should say I'm it. A DJ. I'm a DJ. It's a DJ business. <laughs> and so we, um, we were setting up for an event um, last year sometime. At a, at a, it was for a wedding, a beautiful wedding. And we see a lot of things that go on behind the scenes brides and grooms or whoever the client is doesn't know about you had the food services lady yelling at the waitstaff after the main meal if i see salt and pepper shakers you're going to be hearing from me blah blah and she's yelling at these people and i looked at the guy who one of my djs who works for me and i go that's not a real leader what is she doing yeah what what do you what what are they two right and so i i I laughed to myself because I said, these people don't respect you one single bit, lady. Heck, I didn't even respect her. And she was just a a nasty person. But it's like this professor who it's got to be their way. And it's like, wait a minute. You know what? Try being a leader. Try growing people and try instilling um, a growth mindset in them and not fear. Don't do it. What are we doing here? I, yeah, I would add, especially for jobs that like, you know, it's no one's passion to to be doing what they're doing. You know, it's, it's either they have another job or whatever. hundred percent. Listen, these are these are young people trying to make extra money on the on nights and weekends. Exactly. They're weights, they're wait staff at a, at a wedding venue. This isn't a full time career unless they're looking to, to own the venue or run it or be in charge of, you know, vendor services, food services, something like that. And so to be yelling and screaming at them, you're you know what? If that was me, I'd purposely leave the salt and pepper shakers on the table just to get you all riled up. <laughs> me and you both. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, come on. It would be a joke. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's really being a leader. And I've learned that the hard way over the years, um, being there for people and trying to help grow them. You know, make sure you don't get taken advantage of along the way would be a really good piece of advice. But helping to grow your team and even your coworkers around you, you don't have to be uh, the boss of someone or the manager of someone. You can grow people side by side uh, in the workplace. And I think that's where a lot of people, you know, especially in corporate America, I think a lot of people are maybe afraid to do that. Or if they're doing it, it's because they're in it for themselves. They want to get that promotion. They want to grow up the ladder, as you referenced before, right? You know, they want to grow up uh, and, and get to a better place. And listen, I get that. We all want to make more money. We all want to do better in life. We all all want to have achievements under our belt. But you got to grow people around you and grow from them too. 
Is there anything that you do at your firm that kind of helps that? That's a great question. So for the first few years when we were small, it was myself and one employee, two employees, and then three employees uh, for a long time. And then uh, we, we would do some, you know, it was very difficult for me. I was young. I, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I always wanted to make sure everyone was always happy. I tried to buy everyone lunch all the time. And to me, that's not enough. Just kind of buying your way through food. We would <laughs> try to do... As far, by the way. Yeah, it, it does. But <laughs> I don't want to be like every you know uh, business in America, uh, corp, corporate America, where, oh, we'll buy you pizza Fridays. Sure. What are we doing here? Come on, we could do better than this. So I tried to make it up uh, in other ways. You know, listen, we couldn't pay top dollar like the New York City agencies at the time. And we couldn't. We couldn't do a lot of that stuff. And so I tried to make it up with, um, you know, it started off with a quarterly annual end of year dinner and we'd go out and do something fun afterwards. We'd go to a bar, we'd go to, we did an escape room. We went to, uh, we played mini golf. We just, just did stuff as a team. Uh, and from there it grew. We started doing quarterly events and then um, we grew our team. We were probably about six people, five or six people at the time uh, when COVID hit. And so Listen, we were remote anyway, for the most part. We have dedicated space. But we're digital marketers. We can work. I always kid around when I'm hiring someone. I always say, people make fun of me. I don't care if you're sitting on a beach in California. As long as the work's getting done and the phone's getting answered. And it's true to a certain extent. You know, I've been saying that expression for years. I, I don't care if you're on a beach. As long as the phone is getting answered, the work is getting done, and the client's happy, and I'm happy. Well, what happened during COVID was is everyone was remote. We didn't know what was going on. So I started putting out these stupid, and I mean they were stupid, weekly videos of for 10 minutes. Every Friday at 4.50, we use Slack to communicate, an online messaging platform for those not familiar with it, kind of like Teams or Skype or something. And so we, um, I'd send out the link to this stupid video, kind of recapping all the great things that happened during the week. But then I'd do something funny. I'd make fun of myself. I'd have a comedian come on as a guest speaker for five minutes. Um, you know, I, 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 I had all these funny things planned out and, uh, we did that for six months or so, nine months. And then I got bored of it. And I said, well, now, now what are we going to do? We, we can maybe start going to the office now. And so we came up with, uh, we had an employee at the time, uh, her and I deviated this plan and, um, we, we created this plan, uh, called, uh, a detox detach. And we did it on Wednesdays. This was in addition to your lunch break, but it was during lunchtime. And what we would do is for a half hour, we would play a game as a team. And it would be sometimes as simple as bingo or something crazy. Uh, we found some online gaming platforms that were interactive for the team. And then it started getting funny. The joke was like, whoever won the game would get uh, 118 points or 118 medium. <laughs> so you get these points that don't mean anything. And I'd always kid around and say, oh, I want them to mean something. I want them to mean something. And I came across about a year ago now, maybe a little more than that. I came across, and then at this point, the team kept growing. Now we're a team of 10 in 2023. We're a team of 10. And so I came across this platform called Bonusly. And it's a employee kudos recognition software. And not very expensive. A lot of the other software out there that does this is thousands of dollars per month. I'm sorry, I don't have that, right? It is incredible to see all of our employees every single day going on this platform. So every single month you get a certain, you get, I don't know, I'm just making this up. You get a hundred points and you have to give those points away. If you don't, you lose them. And it's 
just don't nothing happens, right? The more points you give away, you're now encouraging people to give you points. Those points that you get actually can be redeemed for real prizes through this website. Amazon gift cards, you can get cash gift cards, you can, you know, all, all different stuff. It works worldwide. We actually do have uh, a couple of employees uh, outside of the country. Um, and it works worldwide, um, which is incredible to me. It's a way to bring everyone together, to see people from other places commenting on, you know, hey, Mike, great job on launching that website the other day. You know, hey, Kim, thanks for your help, you know, uh, making this, this post. Or It's just incredible to see as a business owner that something so simple that costs, I don't know the cost offhand, don't quote me on it. Let's say it costs 50 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month. What are we talking, 1200 bucks a year to make sure that everyone's happy and, and, and is engaged with each other worldwide and is, is recognizing each other and bringing people together in a fun and exciting way? So that's one of the ways. Um, we also provide courses and training and whatever our team needs, software. We just bought, uh, we made a really big investment in, our, in some AI software for our copywriting team, our yeah. content team. And I had, I do these, this is something new I, I introduced last year. I call it a pulse meeting. You know, as my role as CEO changes, it, it's growing. Um, I'm not as involved in the day-to-day nitty-gritty anymore. Mm-hmm. So I still want to be involved with the team and grow them. I'm, in, I'm HR in that way, right? Mm-hmm. So I implemented a, month, a monthly pulse check in a 20-minute meeting. Sometimes they're five minutes. Sometimes they're 45 minutes with each employee. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? How are you doing at work? How are you doing in your personal life? Um, what's new? How's your family doing? Um, what'd you do this weekend? What, you know, have any trips coming up planned? Really making sure that we're still connecting on a personal level, but also discussing on a work level how I can grow them. And we made this really big investment. And I had a pulse check-in with our copywriter the other day. And he said it has just revolutionized the way he works. Um, Coincidentally enough, I said to him, you look better. You look, you don't look stressed. You look, you look calmer. You're not tense on the last few meetings I've noticed. And he said, it's all thanks to you making the investment and getting us tools and software that can really help us do our job. And that's just one example out of, out of many. Um, another example would be, you know, I don't, I don't say this too often. I've actually never publicly admitted this outside of my team. Uh, I'm not looking for any sort of recognition for this at all, but listen, it's my business, right? So at the end of the day, if I wanted to outsource everything, I could be making a ton of money. I can do that. If I wanted to scale it back down and just be me and a couple of employees, I could do that. I can make more money than I'm making now. I really could. But I want to give jobs to people. I want to give jobs to people. I want to see them grow and I want them to help our clients and customers grow. But it was probably about four or five years ago. This is why I'm bad at math. I'm, I'm doing some counting in my head. Five <laughs> years ago, four, four and a half years ago, let's call it. We'll call it in the middle there. <laughs> we had a really big opportunity to hire some, some new team members. We needed it. We needed the help. And I took that risk and I did it. But there was one problem with that risk. There wasn't enough money for me. I just got married at the time. How do I not make a salary at, you know, I've been doing this for how many years now? I went out and took a full-time job somewhere else to make sure that 
we didn't have to fire anyone on our team. And that, to me, is being a leader. You see all these CEOs in corporate America that have all these big salaries and very well-deserving. They are talented, smart people. But do they need the $100 million you know, bonus? Did they need that big bonus? Why don't you give that back and reinvest in your team? And, you know, there's all these layoffs. I'm not trying to get uh, political or anything. I just saw today, though, McDonald's is, is preparing to lay off thousands of people. You've got the tech industry crumbling and falling apart. You have banks crumbling and falling apart. But everyone's making all their money. Everyone's in it for themselves. And there are good businesses out there. There are good leaders out there. And I'm trying to help coach everyone out there and teach them, listen, you're going to make a lot of money. You're going to be successful. You're going to do well. But don't be a jerk about it. Listen, we want to make a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I, I want to make a ton of money. Don't get me wrong. But what, am I going to screw everyone else around me? You know, you can't do that. Yeah, I don't know if you remember the Patagonia story. I mean, the guy was retiring, so I guess it's a little bit different. But he, he basically, his way of retiring is he said, okay, I'm going to start to pump all my profits back into like nonprofits and things that I care about in the company and everything like that, as opposed to just keep breaking it in. I mean, I think the guy's a billionaire to start with, so I don't know if he, to your point, needs all those extra hundred millions. Right. Um, but I, I just thought that model was so amazing, and I was hoping that other companies pre-retiring would, would do something similar, uh, but I don't know if that's the case. I actually want to take a yeah. step back now and, and just want you to tell us a little bit more about the firm. Yeah, so we're a full-service uh, digital marketing agency on Long Island, New York. Started originally web design and IT in 2016, made a transition, uh, got rid of IT, sold that off. off. Uh, I realized there was a lot more potential in growing businesses through digital marketing. Mm. IT is great, and I have a huge passion for it. I still dabble with uh, it every so often. I take on some side work. But the problem was we were doing more break-fix help desk stuff, mm. and we were capable of doing so much more. And with digital marketing... We're going right for that something more. That's so much more piece. Uh, our bread and butter are... So we have something we call our growth program. And these are for larger businesses that either maybe they have a, a marketing team or a marketing person, or maybe they don't and they need to outsource it all. And that's where we come in. We have uh, a few levels of our growth program where the idea is just that. It is growth. Listen, anyone can build a website. Anyone can boost a Facebook post. They can run a Facebook ad. They make it so simple, right? It's not just having a website. It's not just running a Facebook ad. It's all the little pieces that go into it. It's having your checks and balances. You know, when we design a site, we don't just design it because we like it. We don't say here, which of these five options do you like, Mr. Cus or Mrs. Customer? It's here's one or two options that are custom built for you. They are custom for your business to grow. You told us in our discovery workshop that you needed more leads. Your goal was to double your revenue or double your phone calls or whatever it is, right? What is that goal? If the goal can't be, I don't like my website, I want a new one. Maybe that website can work for you, right? So we have a growth program. And the idea, like I said, is to really grow businesses. Now we do everything, but our main bread and butter is custom website design search engine optimization, so where you rank on Google organically. And for the folks listening, that's not when I Google the name of your business. I just met with someone last week that blew my mind when I said, 
well, your SEO rankings aren't well. And oh, well, I come up number one when we Google our business. I said, yeah, well, people don't know your name, the name of your business. If I Google something similar to what you do followed by your location, you don't show up on the first six pages. So there's a fundamental problem here, right? Um, it's it, We look at the website as a hub. How are people getting there? And when they get there, how are we tracking them, nurturing them, and converting them into paying customers? Mm -hmm. So that's our growth program. It's, it's a custom website. It's the management of that site. It's the content on that site constantly, right? Blog articles, eBooks, white papers. We're pumping out really great content. Um, and it's lead nurturing and generation. Those are our core services. From there, they kind of branch out. We do social media management. We do social media consulting. We do graphic design. We have you know, we do annual reports for businesses, 40, 50 page annual reports, um, financial reports, uh, trifold brochures, you name it, graphic design, we're doing it. Um, email marketing, you know, um, these are all components of digital marketing <laughs> and they all each fall into a level on that growth program. And we're, listen, we're not, a, we're not allergic to small businesses either. We have a great small business program where it's a, you get a one-time website, we'll do a call to action build. We'll actually build you a call to action. My favorite is, um, I call it the Fortune 500 mindset. There's a lot of small business owners out there, and I'm sorry if anyone listening is one of them, but I, I want to help break this mold where you don't want to spend a lot of time and money on your marketing, and you expect the world to come out of it. And I call them the Fortune 500s because I've worked with those businesses on a retainer model, and they pay nothing and they hound us more than more than anyone more than you know my huge more than my biggest client who's an energy company you know with a parent company in Europe i i mean let us do our jobs right we're the experts the problem is they've gotten burnt a lot in the past there's a lot of bad actors out there one of the reasons i started doing marketing was i was working for another long island agency who i won't name who was charging $20,000 for a custom website, but was making us go and buy a $40 theme on Theme Forest. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. We're lying to people. And there's so many, unfortunately, there's so many bad agencies out there that are doing that and stringing people along. But for small businesses, we have an accelerator program. It's a jump start. They get a small website. Um, it's still, it's still you know, somewhat custom to them. We build them a call to action. But those are our those are our, our you know our main focal points is to help a business grow no matter what size you are we have some sort of a program and there's a fit for you. So we've been talking about all the good stuff and now I want to switch it uh, and I want to learn where things went wrong. Um, so anything you could highlight in your story of success uh, where things did not go as planned? Yeah, that's a great question. So things not going as planned. Um, I, I think that's where I really can help a lot of people. So. For me, the biggest thing was I tried to do everything by myself. I'm passionate about this business. I'm passionate about every business. I'm passionate about everything I do. And you try to do it yourself. You want it to go so perfect. You put some things in place. You start to hire people. You start to delegate. I can delegate. There's a lot of business owners that have an issue delegating. I'll delegate. You're still checking over their work. You're still doing, you know, you're still doing a lot of those things. And even now, I'm still realizing, hey, you know, I'm a few years behind where I should have been, right? The biggest thing for me that I regret not doing sooner, there's two things. One is hiring a virtual assistant who, believe it or not, 
doesn't do my appointment calendar scheduling or anything you'd think an assistant does. They do so much more. Hey, I'll say, hey, you know what? Uh, I just prospected someone. I need you to go do a competitor analysis on them. I, I need it tomorrow, right? All those little things that I either tried to do or I didn't do 100%, right? I didn't have the time or the capacity to do, this person is doing. I put it off, Josh, for I can't tell you how many years. <laughs> it's 2023, and people have been telling me to do this from day one. You need a virtual assistant hire. I was scared. I don't want to outsource. I don't want to get someone, you know, even if they're in the States, I don't want to get someone that, that they're going to know too much about my business and steal. You know, someone once said to me about uh, something else, but I related to this. There's plenty of fish in the sea. There's thousands of marketing agencies and even more businesses that need help. So you know what? To all the other marketing agencies and marketing agency owners out there, there's plenty to go around for everyone, right? And I realized that because I was so stubborn. So don't be stubborn. That's kind of where I went wrong. Listen to people. You know, um, I also went wrong in not having any SOPs, not having any standard operating procedures in place. It was all up here. And for my first two or three employees, it was all up here. We hired someone during COVID who falls directly below me. And I realized after two or three months of her asking me question after question after question after question, I kept trying to say to myself, why doesn't she get it? What is the problem? Why, why can't, you know, the other two employees that, that have been, or three employees that have been here get it? What is her, maybe they're not a good fit. What, what's the problem here, right? I took that step back and realized, you know what? Those other, the first two employees were here from almost, the, one was here pretty much from the very beginning. The other one came a year later. The third one kind of just fell into the mix and got strung along. So they pieced things together. But this person came from, this, this, this uh, individual had uh, agency experience. You know, they worked abroad for uh, doing marketing abroad for several years. They worked for a huge marketing agency on Long Island. Corporate America burnt them out. You know, mm -hmm. so they came to us and I'm thinking, why don't they get it? They've got all this experience. It's sometimes you need to do some self-reflecting, right? And I realized we need SOPs. It can't all be up here. It can't be all up here for the other two, three employees either. It all needs to be written out. And it was scary to some of the employees, I think, when I started saying you need to document every single thing you do, because I think they thought they were maybe on their way out. And that wasn't the case. The case was, well, listen, everyone here is a creative, right? We're in the marketing space. They didn't have that business mindset. And I said, no, 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 listen, God forbid something happens to you tomorrow or you do decide to leave. This should be plug and play, right? The next person should come in and here's all the SOPs for right. every single client with the nuances. Here's every software. We have spent the last year. I, 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 it is still a goal of mine. Every day I'm making an SOP for something. And I've realized that was a big mistake is waiting so long. Um, yeah. No, no, I, I agree. It's something that I never had a normal job, let's call it. So I never understood what an SOP was. And then, and then I heard uh, standard operating procedure in the second start, my second startup, um, because my co-founder went to Penn and she knew the, the terms. Um, and it was, it was like, oh man, this sounds so corporate, et cetera, et cetera. And no, it, it turns out to be just, it's something that when you have a question, especially about a process, it allows you to not, you know, 
ask someone else or at least start it gives you a starting spot okay let me start here let me review it and then if i still have questions i can ask you know ceo or whoever it is um couple questions uh towards the end are you guys looking to hire any positions right now we're not looking to hire right now we're looking to be very strategic about the clients that we're taking on um especially with our larger clients you know for the biggest time we were taking on you know we didn't say no to anything if it was digital i was like yeah we could do it mm-hmm. and i'd go back to the team and my web dev now we have two amazing web developers but at the time we had one and he's like what did you do <laughs> we i don't know how to we, i was like i don't know we'll, we'll figure it out we'll figure it out and and we did but that wasn't the right way to grow and so i'm being very strategic now about the types of clients that we're taking on because we want to make sure that they're a good fit for us but we really want to make sure that we're a good fit for them Sure, and that sure. they do fit into this growth program. So when you look at like a year over year, I'm a little upset at myself personally. You know, 2020 to 21, we doubled our revenue. 21 to 22, we didn't even we didn't even come close to that, right? But the reason was we outgrew some of our clients. Mm-hmm. You know, I always will never forget. My father had said, um, you know, before he had passed, he said, "Never forget." Where you came from. And so I don't want to forget where I came from. I don't want to forget about those small clients. But we still have some that we're going to, you know, obviously keep. But there are some that we weren't aligned properly. We just weren't a good fit for each other. But year after year, they renewed, and it was a struggle for us to try to keep up with that Fortune 500 demand of that small business that was paying us next to nothing. And so that's why we didn't have that growth. So I would love to hire more people. We're going to need more people, but we need to be strategic about the businesses we're taking on first so we have the money to invest in growing our team and bringing on more people. Sure. No, I think that makes sense. I think that's, uh, that's great. Uh, last question. Any book or podcast recommendations? So I'm, I'm a part of a, um, a mentoring program. I, I have this book right here, actually. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not even halfway through it. And every day I try to read a couple pages. I'm a, I'm bad at reading, just like I am bad at math. Um, it's called Get Rich in the Deep End. And I'm not trying to promote uh, this program I'm in, but it's by Brent Weaver, who's the founder of YouGurus, who is the, um, the mentoring program that I'm in. They were the ones that really, you know, finally I said to myself, hey, I'm paying them all this money every month. I guess I should listen to what they're saying and hire a VA and put in SOPs. And so... That was the best thing I could have ever done. Um, it has really gotten us, especially me, to think differently about the people we work with and how we pitch ourselves and offer ourselves. You know, we're not niched quite yet, but at some point, 180 Media is probably going to have a niche that this is the vertical or the industry we're going to work in because we want to be experts with them and grow and flourish that way. I never believed in it. Um, Chapter one or chapter two here is exactly about that. And and um it was good to see that Brent even was questioning himself about niching at one point. Mm. Um it, it's a really good book. So it's called Get Rich in the Deep End. And um it's about committing to your niche, owning owning your market and um scaling your agency. Um re- really good stuff and and just very motivating, I think. Um I don't have any other podcast recommendations. Um, but, uh, that's a good book to read. No, that, that was perfect. And as we I do, do have couple- some, I do have some movie recommendations. If anyone sure. cares what I've been, sure. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am, I'm here for it. I'm, hey, I I'm- finally, I finally finished Ozark. 
So I'm proud of myself for that. That's only been out for how many years now? I, I um, never, I never got to the end. I know people say it's it's great, but I oh, you gotta watch it. You gotta, you gotta. Everything now. Anytime I see something, I'm like, are they are they laundering money or what? What are they doing? You know, um, we're tying uh, movies and books all together. I I am in the middle of Quentin Tarantino's uh, book based on his movie, so that's been uh, okay. Excellent. Amazing. Uh, but I'm like the biggest Quinn Tarantino person. Uh, as we do come up to the end of the episode, I just want to really give you an opportunity to mention how people can find you and anything else you'd like to end with. Yeah, awesome. I appreciate it. You can check us out, um, 118 Media, on every social platform. It's O-N-E, the number 18, and media. Uh, that's because 118 uh, is the number of miles. Long Island is 118 miles long. Um, and um, yeah, so check us out. We're on every platform, uh, You know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, check us out. Uh, we're looking to put more content out there. Um, if anyone has content ideas for us, let us know. But I, I, I personally, I'm on LinkedIn. You can just look me up, AJ Sonic, not like the hedgehog, S-O-N-N-I-C-K. Um, and uh, I just want to help people. I want to help uh, you know other entrepreneurs, other business owners grow um, that don't have to be in marketing. Um, I really want to show them, hey, look, this is, it can be done. And for those thinking about it, it can be done. You don't need to have a lot of money necessarily to it's not like you're investing in real estate and becoming a landlord. There are a lot of businesses out there where you don't need a lot of upfront money. You just need the right people around you to help you grow. You need the right processes and you know what? We kind of got lucky where most of our employees were good hires. There were a couple that weren't. I know another agency owner in my space in, in marketing industry I, I spoke with a couple of weeks ago. He said, yeah, I plan on firing most people within the first 60 days. I was like, holy cow, really? It was like, wow, we, we got just very, very lucky. Um, but yeah, that's how you can find 118 and, and that's how you can find uh, me on, online. I, you know, there, there are so many questions I didn't even get to. So maybe we'll have a second episode like hiring. I have a whole boatload of hiring questions and everything. Yeah, so- definitely. You know, I did start a TikTok account. I haven't been active on it. I took a break, but I'm coming back this quarter. I took a break in Q1 um, real quickly. It's called Success with Sonic. Check it out. Perfect. Um, where I do everything we spoke about, marketing your business, growing your business. It's coming back this quarter. I did take a hiatus for Q1. The reason was I started it almost as a joke because I was trying to show someone that I was prospecting, look, you know, you're going to get a better ROI on TikTok right now than on Facebook. It's a little oversaturated. So I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to start this account and just try to naturally kind of grow it a little bit. And every day, the whole quarter Q1, I didn't even touch it. There's, I can't even tell you how many posts are on it. I'm actually going to go take a look right now. And um, it, uh, every day I was getting likes and, and comments and, and new followers. And uh, it, was, it was really incredible to, to just see, and from a marketing perspective, how the algorithm works. I mean, listen, sure. we don't have a lot here. We've got 200... 13 followers, but we have seven over 7,700 likes on all of our stuff, all of my stuff. And I only had it for, uh, you know, let's see, I, I started this sometime last year. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't anything crazy. I started it, uh, it was a year ago, right? So for a whole year, sporadically trying it, playing with the algorithm, seeing what works, what doesn't, I haven't even been using it. And every day the numbers keep going up. So it's a great tool. It's a great platform. But check it out for more more advice. Yeah, no, or tips. That, was, 
That was great. And uh, yeah, again, thank you so much for being on the show. And um, of course, if for those of you who have learned something new from the episode, please consider giving us a like or a follow so we can continue getting great guests like AJ. And as always, thank you for listening. AJ, this is great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I just want to thank our sponsors, DevNoodle. DevNoodle provides marketing agencies with the ability to offer their clients unlimited website design, build, and management services with fixed monthly plans. If website design, development, and maintenance is holding your agency back from growing, please reach out to us at devnoodle.com, where we make websites easy, easy for you and easy for your clients, devnoodle.com.